0: This episode of No Meat Athlete Radio is brought to you by Green Chef. Green Chef's vegan and vegetarian recipes are high in plant proteins and rich in omega-3s. Go to greenchef.com slash meat 10 and use code nomeat10 to get 10 free meals, including free shipping. This episode is also brought to you by Ruby. We're learning the core techniques and knowledge behind plant-based cooking, empowers people and athletes to live a sustainable, well-fueled, and delicious plant-based lifestyle. Visit ruby.com slash athlete to learn more about their plant-based programs, that's r o u x b e dot com slash no meat athlete to learn more.
1: Hi, this is Hope.
0: This is Kareem.
1: Hi, this is Katie from Washington D.C. and you're listening to No Meat Athlete Radio.
0: <laughs> Doug, I got. Uh, I have a I have a shout out sash, slash special announcement to make.
2: Oh. I'm excited for both of these. What's
0: up? <laughs> I know. So last week, uh, you and I were on here. And we started, we gave, I gave a, an unofficial holiday gift guide mm-hmm. sneak preview. I remember. Which I guess, I guess sneak preview is not the right word because I don't think we're going to do a holiday gift guide. <laughs> so I gave, I gave one gift that, that is our gift guide. <laughs> and uh, yeah,
2: do you, can you remind the people who Yes, it was, okay.
0: it was a massage gun mm-hmm. and there's different brands. I think, I think you mentioned Hypervolt or maybe not. There's there's HyperVolt brand. There's uh, Theragun. Theragun this is what the yeah. I have. Yeah. Yes. Um, and and we put out a we put out a call that if, if anyone from those companies was listening, that they could uh, they could ship one our way and get get some more. Get some <laughs> did more did it work? Well, it did work, but it, it worked. The universe works in interesting ways. So I okay. I put that out, and then the next I guess it was probably four or five days later, a package showed up, a Christmas gift to me and my wife. And we opened up, and inside was a Theragun Prime, uh, which is super exciting. <laughs> and so, it turns out it was from my mom, who is a loyal listener of the show. Oh. <laughs> uh, and uh, and I've actually been sick for the past couple of days, so I've been I've been putting in some good time with the Theragun while I sit on the couch and watch Hallmark movies. And uh, it's actually been been quite nice. But uh, well, that's up. great.
2: That so so it didn't quite work the way. Uh... Maybe you had intended, right. but but yeah, it worked. You just goes to
0: show you—you you put something out into the universe, and then mm-hmm. and then your mom ends up getting it for you.
2: I'm a big fan of the universe. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Speaking of Hallmark movies, I uh, have watched three in the last week, which is really quite a bit for me. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah, I don't I know got... if they were really Hallmark movies, but Christmas, you know, Christmas cheesy okay. Christmas movies.
0: Yeah. Okay. I want to hear them. What are they? Uh,
2: one was about. Oh man, I don't know the names. Um, one was about uh someone who took over a newspaper in alaska i think the oh. the, the christmas edition that's what it was okay called. uh let's see one was about um a gay couple in who went home to uh new england okay Is Do that one ring a bell no
0: that was but a I netflix one. Oh, it was, okay yeah that's uh that seems to be a big trend recently
2: uh-huh it was it was really good that was my favorite of the of the bunch okay um and then another was about someone who bought a castle in scotland
0: oh i know this one christmas with the castle right
2: christmas with the castle yeah yeah, yeah. or is
0: it a castle for christmas i don't know but yeah Excellent. with the author yep yeah i watched that one yesterday
2: you know it, it wasn't it wasn't so bad i think i fell asleep during the second, yeah. latter half of right.
0: that one but. it got it slowed down in the second half i thought it was, <laughs> yeah. it was okay for a little while
2: but you know you know i'm starting yeah. to get the appeal it's been it's been putting me in the in the christmas spirit
0: yeah, there. I've always been a fan of the made-for-TV movies, uh, but you know what? They were better when they were when they were more rare. Like it, mm-hmm. it has, in the past like, three or four years, it has become like a thing. I think COVID helped too. Because remember, remember Hallmark did like the weekend in oh, June, yeah. July. That was uh-huh. all those movies. Um, it seems like now they're just they're just cranking them out, and they're most of them are really not good at all. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, which I it used to be sort of charming that they were like there was no real plot there was just like in, in, someone had to save the town restaurant or save the uh-huh. town hotel or whatever or a newspaper yep. yeah or movie theater I mean it's, it's always mm-hmm. save the town something um, yeah they've they've really not gotten good but one genre that I'm really into subgenre I guess okay. is uh is the time travel Christmas movies time that's, travel that's yeah so last year there was a night before Christmas on Netflix which I would highly recommend anyone it's a night k n i g h t Uh uh-huh it's about like this imagine that
2: uh, (laughs) a movie with a night in it (laughs) i
0: I know and so he he comes travels forward like 500 years to modern Mm -hmm. day and he he makes all these you know goofy goofy things where he doesn't understand what things are uh so that one's actually quite delightful and then uh there's also this year last stop Christmas. no next stop christmas which which features um doc brown from from back to the future and marty's mom no uh yeah i mean they're not they're not playing those characters obviously they're the the actors uh and that's kind of good too and then uh one more a little harder to catch this one is a timeless christmas which i think came out last year and i've only seen it once this year but uh also also very good time travel christmas movie.
2: Well, I looked it up. the the one of the, of the three that I watched, the one that was by far the best was Single All the Way. It was the Netflix. Original. Oh, okay. I just and,
0: saw uh, the thing for Single All the Way today on Netflix and thought I'd probably. Yep, end up it's it's too. it was
2: by far the best. It had the the better of the plots and all that stuff and the best okay. acting. So, fan um, okay. of that one. Uh, <clears throat> I think we have to since uh, since she has been on the podcast several times. She is a <laughs> yeah. no meet athlete and compliment team member. We have to. Give a shout-out to uh, Julia Murray, who is in a Hallmark movie as, <laughs> as a stunt stunt double.
0: Yeah, right. right. Do you remember Julie- what, the, what the name of it is? Uh, I, can, I can find it as we're talking. So Julie was, Julia was uh, an Olympic skier, Canadian yeah. Olympic team. Ski cross was her event. And so she did the skiing stunts in this Hallmark movie. I think it was from a couple years ago. Um, but anyway, I'm, I'm not sure of the name. I'm gonna find it really quick. Yeah, but apparently she
2: uh you know, she's she doesn't have any lights, so she's literally just the skier of the person of the star of the of the movie who apparently didn't know how to ski at all. So Right. Uh, uh I it's know. called Winter's Dream. Winter's Dream. Winter's Dream.
0: Me. Yeah. It started off as a different name and it got, got rebranded or whatever. Winter's Dream. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so if you wanna if you wanna <laughs> if you wanna see a no athlete a famous no meet athlete person doing their thing in a Christmas movie. Check it out. Exactly.
0: Yeah, that's pretty big news.
2: Speaking of Olympics and Olympians, mm-hmm. today's guest is an Olympic rugby player, Abby Gustaitis, okay. who uh, played for the USA team in this previous year's rugby, or yeah, in in previous year's Olympics. Mm-hmm. She is... Uh, and so I actually... We we learned about her because we were I was looking you know as part of the team who was trying to find all the Olympic plant based athletes uh, so we could give them shout out and support mm-hmm. and she was one that I started following along because uh, I've always liked rugby although I don't know much about it I, I <laughs> my experience with rugby was uh, watching club rugby in uh, in college when my roommate. Played on the rugby team, although there was very little watching and a lot more drinking uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> involved. So I never really learned the sport. <laughs> but uh, anyway, whatever for whatever reason, I was captivated by both the men's and the women's rugby team because they both had uh, star, playing-based athletes on them, and Abby was one of them. And uh, it was just it was really cool to see her her play. I learned that <laughs> did you know that a love Olympic rugby is. Uh, is called rugby sevens, where instead of fifteen players, where they play for like forty minute halves, like you'd expect from like a soccer turn yeah, right. a soccer match, right? They only play for seven minute halves. It's two seven minute halves. Well, obviously, um, and that's the, that's the whole game. Wow! So it's just like super short.
0: Interesting. The whole match that is, that is cool, and is, yeah. it's the same amount of players on the team.
2: Seven is seven players for seven minute halves. Oh, so it's fewer players. Yeah, half okay. the players. Mm-hmm. Wow! So it's just where I where guess it's just have? a lot faster and. I don't know if the scoring is different. I don't know enough about rugby to know that, but um, yeah, huh. it's, it's interesting. really interesting. So anyway, she's awesome. I definitely follow her on social, and, and I'm really excited to, I haven't listened to the interview yet, but I'm excited to
0: hear what Matt Tolman and her discuss. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, it's good because I think there's, like, for a while there was the old plant-based athletes or vegan athletes can't do sports, right? There was that kind of mm-hmm. myth that everyone had in their heads. Um, I think more recently it's like, okay, they can do in- endurance sports, but what about the sports where you need to be muscular and strong and, you know, very right. quick, not just, not just endure. So that, uh, obviously that, uh, that narrative is changing plant-based athlete, our book this year, I talked to a lot of strength athletes, power lifter types, um, you know, who, who are, who they say they do it better as a plant-based athlete than they did before. So like that is definitely changing for sure. And for a lot of people, it has changed, but uh the more more examples like that that get out there, the better. So, um, it's awesome that Abby's doing this.
2: Yeah, and I imagine you know, similar to. Well, I mean, soccer is kind of an endurance sport, but even and but rugby, I feel like is one of those where there's an endurance element, and you have to have a lot of strength and yeah, power right. and all that That's kind of right. stuff. So, true, you have to be a real well-rounded athlete to be an Olympic rugby player for sure. Yes. So, with that, should we just get into jump into the interview? We should after we thank our sponsors that's right <laughs> man you're the you're the new star sponsor thinker now
0: that's great right now.
2: <laughs> Matt. one thing i dread most about the holidays is not the big meal you know the big thanksgiving meal the big christmas meal but having to also think about all the other meals and especially when you're planning for them like a bunch of guests coming in and all the different things mm-hmm. that is where green chef can save the day we have teamed up with green chef the number one meal kit for eating well with dinners that work for you, not the other way around. Go to greenchef.com slash nomeat10 and use code nomeat10 to get 10 free meals, including free shipping. Green Chef provides the most sustainable meal kits. Did you know that their pre-portioned ingredients mean you actually reduce food waste by at least 25% compared to grocery shopping?
0: Wow, you know that's, that? a, that's a Doug Hay hot button issue.
2: That is. I'm a, I'm a big fan of uh, reducing food waste. Yeah. Green Chef also makes... Cooking easy so you can spend less time stressing and more time enjoying delicious home-cooked meals with your family, with your friends, wherever you may be, and less time stressing around the holidays. With Green Chef, you get hand-picked organic veggies and premium plant-based proteins so you can feel great about what you're eating and how it got to your table. Go to greenchef.com slash no-meat-tin and use code no-meat-tin to get 10 free meals, including free shipping. That's greenchef.com slash no no meat 10 with code NoMeat10.
0: This episode is also brought to you by Ruby. We're learning the core techniques and knowledge behind plant-based cooking empowers people to live a sustainable, well-fueled, plant-based lifestyle. Ruby is the leading online culinary school that specializes in plant-based culinary instruction and is teaching more than 650,000 students around the world. They're different from a recipe site or other cooking sites as their lessons and courses focus on foundational techniques that transcend cuisines and can be applied can be applied across recipes to help you make delicious food every time. The classes are affordable and 100% online with high-quality instructional videos and assessments with no pesky Zoom sessions to attend. But what takes Ruby to the next level is their industry-leading chef instructors who provide personalized feedback on assignments and are available for Q&A. Doug just yesterday, as I was sick on the couch, I was doing some Christmas shopping, and I was much to my dismay, realized that even on December 8th, some places could not Guarantee shipping Ooh, for Christmas. I know. I thought I was ahead of the game, and even still, now I'm now I'm scrambling. My wife might not get a Christmas present on, <laughs> on the day. just could not be good. But with Ruby, I really, honestly, this is a perfect gift to me. And it's and it's a you know you get it instantly. You don't have to worry about shipping. Uh, uh-huh. But it, so if you're if you're struggling and you're you're in the boat I am, uh, honestly, it really would be a great gift to for someone who's into food into plant based uh, to to get a, a basically a, a culinary school.
2: I like um, it. You just you just doubled our holiday gift guide, and this one can be a last can be the last minute item. You know,
0: that's right. And we didn't get paid for it either. <laughs> <Just>
3: to... <laughs> <laughs> we did. We, this is a payback. <laughs> but we do love Ruby. That that doesn't just we because did.
2: we got paid for it doesn't take away from the fact exactly. that, uh, that we that we really think it's
0: a great service. Ruby has recently updated their popular six month plant based pro course with over twenty five hours of new content like fermentation grilling food photography and meat alternatives complete with new technique videos and instruction and recipes and for the holidays as we said gift cards are available and it makes a great holiday gift visit ruby.com slash no meat athlete to learn more about their plant-based programs that's r-o-u-x-b-e.com slash no meat athlete to learn more
2: all right with that let's get to the interview.
0: Okay.
3: Abby Gustaitis, welcome to the No Meat Athlete podcast. Thank you so much for spending some time with us today. Um, You are, of course, a professional rugby player and an Olympian, a a newly minted Olympian just back from uh, Tokyo. So really excited to dig into a number of topics, uh, of course, related to being a plant based professional athlete. So thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thanks for having me glad the first thing we could discuss is my last name being confused with several diseases it's happened for the last, you know, 30 years so keep them coming.
3: (laughs) Well, um, yeah, I'm sorry about that, but uh, (laughs) uh, I had to break the ice right. Um, Absolutely. So I think the best place to to start, um, aside from your last name, of course, which now, hey, no one will forget, right? Um, It's like a Seinfeld episode. But um, uh, anyway, uh, I think the best place to start is where the beginning is for you, either your upbringing, your your career as an athlete. Um, I know you started in basketball, but made a transition. So um, yeah, wherever... Is uh is is start or the beginning for you? I'd love just to to learn a little bit more about how you came to be here.
1: Dive into it a little bit. I grew up in Maryland, played basketball my whole life through high school, and st- stuck around Maryland. Went to University of Maryland, became a Terrapin. Kind of thought my athletic career was over, and then I found rugby, which was just a club sport at the university, and. a freshman in college at a huge public university so i was honestly just looking to make some friends like (laughs) get some someone to hang out with on the weekends maybe work out a little bit but really thought i was past my prime and so i found rugby fell in love with the sport immediately how welcoming everyone was the camaraderie that's what made me stick around And then I just grew to love the sport and ended up pursuing it long-term. Here we are 10 plus years later, still chasing that rugby ball around. But I moved out to San Diego in 2015 for a chance to make the national team and train here full-time at the Olympic training center. And So the first five years of playing rugby, I I think I was still learning the rules. Like sometimes I still have to catch myself. It's a little bit of a complicated sport, but I found out there was a national team and I just ran with it. I'd never really even left Maryland before that. And I'd never, I just went out of the country for the first time in 2014. I grew up in a really small town and so it was a huge, exciting opportunity both my parents and brothers had just been born and raised in Maryland stayed there so it was a little scary but i was excited to do it and i have no regrets about doing it i didn't succeed the first time around with rugby making its initial olympic appearance in 2016 and that was in rio and so got cut from the team Went back to Maryland thinking, you know, I'll just move on. And then, you know, I just couldn't let it go. (laughs) Probably in an annoying way, honestly, but just like, oh, let me get back in there. And so eventually came back to the team again in 2017 after the 2016 Olympics. And I've been back in San Diego since then. And like you said, I made the Tokyo Olympic team as a co-captain and it was an incredible experience and here I am striving for a little more so we just got back into rugby training again for the 2021 2022 season
3: that's awesome um there's so much to to dig into there and we will we will get into the highs and the lows um you know getting cut from the team and then having the perseverance to come back is interesting but um, as we're getting to know you from a basic standpoint I, I first have to ask um, you're the first person ever to uh, I think that I've found say that you're a, a, a one of your passions is dental hygiene uh, <laughs> on your Instagram um, just curious if you can comment on that is, is your dad or mom a dentist like where, where did this come from
1: <laughs> not even close like. My brothers and I both all three had braces growing up. I have two older brothers and my oldest brother actually took pliers and ripped his braces off. And my I'd never seen my mother more mad in my entire life thinking about how much money she spent on those braces. And then my oldest or my middle brother, he had them as well. Never wore his retainer teeth, you know. Went and then I, I feel like I just was obliged to like take as best care of my mouth as possible, like for my mother's sanity, <laughs> because I was just so concerned that she would just get rid of all of us kids if all three of us, if we went O for three on the braces, so. I I think in high school is when I got my braces off. So tough times, you know, kids these days, don't have to go through that, I feel. But (laughs) I just, as soon as I got my braces off, I was just obsessed with my teeth. And like, I feel I felt like this moral obligation. It was honestly ridiculous. But now, You know, you just get that nice feeling when you go to the dentist and you're not like actually petrified that they're going to be like, oh, we got a drill. And I think I'm actually just terrified of what they have to do to my teeth and the pain I'd have to go through if I didn't take care of them. So that kind of leads into the obsession of it.
3: Yeah. I've never had that feeling at the dentist. I, I um, am the exact opposite of you and have to like actively remind myself to, to brush my teeth. Um, uh, in fact, I have uh this is embarrassing, but um, for those listening and not watching, Abby has perfect teeth. Uh, so I have like the, the the flossing stick things on my desk because I've like, (laughs) you know, recently decided I'm really going to try for the first time in my life to develop this habit. So, um, you know, you got to get those physical cues in your
1: environment
3: to develop a new habit. Um,
1: how's it going?
3: Uh, not well, not well. Um, in fact, uh, I did it before a call recently and like my, my gums were bleeding cause I hadn't flossed and right. like really went at it. Cause I don't do anything half-assed and, and, you know, so I'm like looking in the, in the video and I'm like, oh, this is, I've got right. blood on my teeth. Yeah, this is good. Right. So it was, it was, so actually you, you answered a question that I didn't ask, which is, do you have older brothers or, um, And that's just because I have two little boys and I just see how tough the second one is. Mm -hmm. And I have a third on the way. So I'm like, oh, my God, this third one is going to be just brutal. I mean, boy or girl, they're going to get just beaten all the time because I see, you know, it's not like malicious. It's just the older one. You know they're running and like he just shoves them and so the little <laughs> one just like he's just super tough because like he hits a wall and he like bounces back up and he's good and like my older one like just breaks down when anything like his his shoe becomes untied and he just melts you know and right um so so it sounds like you're the third in the line of 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 two boys ahead of you mm-hmm. um do you think that I mean rugby is a very very physical. Game. I played it really briefly and broke my ankle. And that was the end of my rugby college career, which wasn't really a career, it was like four games. So um, but uh, but like it's tough. Like it hurts, you know. Um, so do you think that like were you were you just like grew up in a physical household?
1: Definitely plays a part very rough (laughs) at times, being the youngest of two older brothers and Dozen stories pop into my head, like just thinking, like, how, what, like, did that toughen me up? And I can remember just playing outside with my brothers. And then my middle brother just punches me right in the face. And like my, I'm like 10 and like my nose just starts bleeding. And we had a trampoline at the time. And he's like, go tell mom that you fell off the trampoline. And so what do I do? Go inside. And I'm like, mom, I fell off the trampoline. And then, you know, I didn't tell her for like 10 years or something. She's just like, what is wrong with you guys? Like what? was (laughs) happening but like many stories very similar but i i can't say i was completely innocent i was definitely an instigator so i learned to use my words at a young age because i obviously was (laughs) physically unable to match my older brothers so i would just probably start talking trash to them and then they put me in my place really quickly
3: (laughs) Fair, fair enough um So let's go, uh, last question, just getting to know you as a, as a person, Um, you eat a plant-based diet now. Uh, I assume that didn't come from birth. So at what point did you develop that? Why? And I would love to hear uh, any reflections you have on, you know, how that's changed your, your training or your um, you know, athletic career in terms of, yeah, how you feel, how you think about it, what you notice in terms of effects.
1: Absolutely. Did not start at birth, not to throw my parents under the curb or whatever that saying is under the bus. Uh, but growing up, it was my, both my parents worked full time. So it's just like, hey, we're going to eat whatever, you know, f- frozen foods, get some vegetables. But I was super stubborn and like refused to eat just cooked vegetables when I was growing up. My mom never ate red meat by choice. And so I weirdly just like followed that trend of not, of just like refusing to eat red meat. I'd never tried it or anything. I just was like, no, I don't eat red meat. My mom's like, okay, like make your own decisions. Like she would try to feed it to me and then be like, and I'm like, you're not eating it. So why do I have to eat it? And so that argument, I guess I won that one. I'm not sure, but it, then as I went, went off to college, I sort of took the initiative to learn a little bit more about nutrition and what actually needed to go into my body. And as I was learning, I realized, you know, people in my family were developing heart disease, hypertension, high cholesterol, and I was active, but I wasn't eating the healthiest. And so I wanted to curb that before I fell into that exact same line and just continued down that road. And so that's when I started throwing around, like, you know, meatless Mondays or things like that, just starting to ease into the more plant fueled lifestyle. And then it wasn't until about three years ago that two or three now that I just stopped eating meat completely. And just really leaned into the plant based lifestyle. I think it was weird at first, really. It was hard to find a balance with training because I was still training full time. And so it took a little bit more planning, but just like I plan every other aspect of my life, it wasn't that, it wasn't strenuous, just took a little effort. And then once I was a couple of months in, I was like, oh, this isn't difficult at all right like there's tons of options tons of variability and i slowly just transitioned to i found the term vegan i had never heard that until like six months ago like vegan who eats eggs and i was like i thought it was so clever like v-e-double-g-a-n and so that's kind of what i refer to myself as when Anyone asks, which is not very often. So I don't get to say it too much. So that's kind of just why I wanted to throw it out there. But, um, well,
3: yeah, my dad, uh, my dad calls it vegan, but that's primarily because it was, you know, he doesn't know how to pronounce vegan. Uh, and that, that was many years ago, but I always laugh. So he
1: actually coined it.
3: Perhaps that had nothing to do with the eggs, actually. Uh, just, uh, didn't know how to pronounce, which in his defense, vegetarian you know, veg, right? Uh, vegetables, so vegan, uh, you know, but, but yeah, it was always, I like to make fun of him publicly about that. Right,
1: the, the uh, English language isn't the friendliest coming to <laughs> different words.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, awesome. And uh, I, well, not to stereotype rugby players, but <laughs> um, even for, you know, women rugby players there's a a certain sort of uh macho right uh brutality that you have to embrace with that sport um what was the reception i mean how how did that go in terms of you know team meetings where you're not eating the the steak or chicken for instance did you feel a lot of uh judgment
1: (laughs) it definitely like caught people by surprise and of course i made it apparently very difficult for our team managers life and our nutritionist's life for how are we going to feed Abby? I'm like, it's okay. I'll bring my own food. So like when we go on tour, I just bring my own food in case, I, I don't know, depends where we are in the world, but usually like any other country has plenty of vegetarian options which they're they're like oh there's actually food here you can eat and I'm like yes but I I still (laughs) pack extra proteins just to make sure but um my nutritionist not a huge fan of me going plant-based I I used to take collagen just as a supplement and and then I was like well I'm not I'm not going to take that anymore because you know, I'm shifting and she's like, no, like you need this. Like this is, this is everything, especially for rugby, for, you know, the physicality needed. And I was like, I, I hear you and I'm listening, but I'm just going to make this personal choice and I'm not going to take it anymore. And I still will get like occasional messages like, just so you know, you know, you're not getting all those amino acids that you can get um, if you just take the collagen and I'm like, okay, thank you. I appreciate the update, but I I think I got it under control. And so that was a little bit of a back and forth for me and dealing with that, but the, the team's super supportive and honestly Anytime I invite someone over for dinner for one of my teammates, they're like, oh, there's this isn't there's no meat in here or there's no this and they're like this is delicious. And I'm like, I, I just all understand how it's 2021 and we're still getting like the shock and awe factor.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. But it is always uh incredibly um uh, what's the word? Uh satisfying when you do have the, the meat eaters, you know, who are like, yeah, I'll, I'll just, no, I'll just have more of what you're having, you know? Right. And uh, cause inevitably everyone, I think, you know, despite the the shock and all, like you say um, I think people are starting to get it, you know, like, I don't think there's, well, depends on the geographic region. Uh, but I don't think uh, most uh, people uh, w- would actively try to sell you on the idea that like, you know, meat and dairy are, are super healthy foods, right? I think most people are saying to at least question it, whether it's because mm-hmm. of learning about the environmental impact or learning about the animal cruelty, or just hearing from their cardiologist or hearing from their, their parents cardiologists, like, yeah, I think, and the word is, is getting out there. And it is amazing to me how many people say like, oh, well, if I just knew that you could get that lentil dish, I would have gotten that too, you know, and it's just <laughs> like, well, all right hopefully next time right and right we can all just be the change so um yeah What well, what was that transition like obviously you've been an athlete for a long time first with basketball then obviously with uh your professional career in rugby um so you made that transition do you need the collagen or do you feel like you're withering away
1: I am somehow still managing to be 165 pounds, just under six foot, like bodies hanging in there, playing rugby full time, went to the Olympics. It was fun trying to hunt for the plant based options initially at the Olympics until I realized that there were just two huge full stations they were just like at the other end of the dining hall but the dining hall there was so big that i just had no idea i was like oh there's only like these four or five stations like and one of them had tofu and plenty of plant protein options every day but then i was like that is weird that like only this one station and then i said something to one of the other girls and they were like there's literally just like a whole vegan cafeteria essentially like right down the walk so I was like oh okay so that was really cool to see and I know there were a ton of plant-based people in Tokyo and there's two of the BMXers that I train with who are fully vegan. And as soon as they got there, they're like messaging me and they're like, all right, what's the best place to go in the cafeteria? Like what's the spot? And I was cracking me up, but, and then they were, everyone was super satisfied with the options, but digress a little bit. Um, But with the transition, honestly, it, it was easy. Like once I just committed to I used to like track everything with like one of those apps and like, how much protein do I need and how much this? And then I was like, that required way more work than simply just like planning plant-based meals. So I think for me, it was just finding what I liked or what I enjoyed the most and like getting rid of, meat was not difficult. I don't feel like I overconsumed it to begin with, but I def like chicken was definitely a staple in my diet growing up and I thought I would miss it or that you know, I'd crave it or something like that and it's just never happened. Like my fiance, he gave up red meat after he is a retired rugby player as well, like pretty much your stereotypical rugby player and so he gave up red meat and then he pretty much eats what I eat now, like with occasionally eating chicken, but like if I can turn him to like being easily enjoying plant-based as like a 250 pound man and he's like throwing weight around and like easily sustaining, I'm like, okay, actually anyone can do this. And (laughs) I think just increasing like, obviously the more natural foods, the plants, vegetables. And I think that's part of what has made me feel so much better as an athlete. And I, as I'm increasing in age, I I don't find that I'm losing performance at all. And like, I, I feel, I feel pretty like proud of my individual performance at the Olympics. And that's having been pretty plant-based for two plus years. And I, I mean, I definitely have no regrets of going back and I, I love being, you know, plant-based and I I definitely plan to do it for the rest of my life and hopefully opening the eyes of other athletes and just my family that just is a little healthier side of things.
3: That's, that's awesome. And, uh, um, Gosh, there's so many questions that come from that, but let's talk a little bit about Tokyo. I mean, obviously uh, an incredible life achievement to, to uh, you know, uh, uh, be on the uh, U.S. Olympic team. Um, I, I, there's a million things that, that we could talk about relative to, to that. But uh, I'm just curious for you, you know, you mentioned just now starting up training again um you know you have a few seasons before the next olympics but talk to me about like w- what is that sort of peak and valley feel like you know the because you, you you're working as hard as you possibly can as much as possible including recovery effort uh you know right up to that olympic game right and then afterwards like there's got to be a, a tremendous sense of relief or letdown or a combination of both. And then you got to kind of like gear up again and like get back at it. So I'm just curious how that uh, feels. Cause I think we all experience those peaks and valleys of energy and accomplishment and effort. Um, but can only imagine what, what that uh, feels like at, at such uh yeah, kind of an epic scale.
1: It's yeah. It's definitely been a roller coaster, like like you say, peaks and valleys, highs and lows. And I, like, I felt ready for the Olympics, which I think is an important step. And our team was gelling, very cohesive. We all care about each other and we'll fight for each other. We have a really strong team culture. So it's not like, you know, we're, we're in practice or in the locker room, like, banging heads a lot or like arguing. So we're pretty much on the same page, like feeling pretty confident. Um, we just had an exhibition in the lead up. We played four games against Great Britain, who's a really strong side and we tied once, but beat them three times. So, you know, we had confidence going in, we had the pool we wanted in pool play. So went to opening ceremonies. And I think that was like the high that was when I had that realization, like I'm at the Olympics, like this is something I've watched on TV growing up my whole life. And I'm actually here, like standing next to Kevin Durant and Sue Bird and all these incredible athletes. And like, I earned this. So like I've put in years and years of hard work. And so that was definitely one of the highlights of the Olympics in general and just being surrounded by so many amazing athletes. And then we started our tournament and for, for those that don't know rugby sevens is played in tournament style. So you have your pool play. So you'll play three games which determines your seeds for the second day, which is like your quarterfinals, your top, the top eight go on. And that's when knockouts start. And so we had a pool that we were confident in, and we actually won all three of our pool play games. Like we beat Australia, who were the gold medalists from 2016. And that was a huge game. Like We were buzzing and so excited. And then we were playing great Britain in the quarterfinal and that's a team. Like I said, we just played them. We'd beat them in theory. They were one of the better options for who you were going to match up against. And, and then we just got outplayed and we lost, we lost the quarterfinal match. So we were out of metal contention. And I, I just had never had such a sinking feeling like, in all of sport, all of life. And like I'm sure some listeners are like, wow, she's dramatic. But that's just that's just the honest truth, right? Like, cause you spend so much time, we're full time. I've I've been in the program since 2015, like working day in and day out towards the goal. And then it just slipped away. And because we we didn't play our game and Great Britain, they brought it and they had an incredible game and they, they deserved to win that it wasn't like one, you know, fluke and a ref or something like no like kudos to them they played great but that that was just not like that wasn't the plan right and the plan didn't come come to fruition and. I just sunk down to the floor or to the field and I was just sobbing and the captain from great Britain actually came up to me. And I remember like, and, and she's like, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, you just won the game and like, you're going to the semifinal. Like, and, but I mean, that's rugby like in a nutshell is because the camaraderie is there no matter, even at the international level, at that top level, it's, it's great and it's so special and i can just remember her hugging me and then my teammate came and grabbed me and like we walked off the field and it was uh, just heartbreaking like like you're you're mourning this loss this what could have been i guess and we you know it felt it felt like maybe you know we were gonna go to the semis the whole time and Maybe we got ahead of ourselves or we underestimated Great Britain. You know, there's a million things that you could talk about. But that that's actually like the lowest low I've ever felt. And here here I am two, literally exactly two months later. And I like I I still feel it like I'm I'm incredibly, incredibly overwhelmed by the emotion of it and that's the thing people ask you at almost every day, like, Oh, you went to the Olympics. Oh, it's so cool. And, and you're just like, and like, my first thought is like, yeah, it was a little disappointing actually. And then it's like, and then I question myself, like, that's how you're going to tell people the Olympics went and it's like, Oh my goodness. So it, it's it been hard. And, and then we had to get up to play for fifth place. And so we had two more games after we lost and some of our teammates are just a wreck. Like, and we, we had to come together and try and do it. And and then we ended up losing one more game to Australia who we had already beat. And it was just like, can this get worse? And again, dramatic probably, but it, it didn't feel like it could get worse in that moment. And as an athlete, as that's what that one tournament, that's what matters in in your performance in those games. It's, it doesn't matter what happened two months ago when we beat Great Britain, right? It, it mattered in those 14 minutes, which is crazy and it's a fast game and anything can happen, but it w- it was hard to come back after the Great Britain loss and try and fight again to, to get that fifth place finish. That was a very challenging time individually and as a team, but You had to rally had to show up and we won one game and then we lost our second game, which got us into the sixth place finish but it's it's been a battle since getting back from Tokyo traveled a bit try to switch off, but you, I just constantly think about what could have been and, and would my life be crazy different if I won a a medal I I don't know I'm sure I would have similar feelings regardless of the finish, but it, right. I can't place myself in that position. So just dealing with how we did finish and trying to get back to it. It's I needed the time off. That's for sure. Just to get a little bit of mental clarity and, you know, go back to things outside of rugby that I love and my relationships and my family that I kind of put on hold for so long to achieve this goal.
3: Oh. Yeah, quite quite a roller coaster. Thank you for for being so open and and walking us through that. So, um, and now you're you're back in the gym, back on the field, you know, training. And and what's the what's the future look like? I mean, thinking about twenty twenty four. I mean, <laughs> I, I have to imagine that you know anyone who experiences that roller coaster has to think to themselves. You know, I'll get it next time, right? Right.
1: It definitely has crossed my mind. And I mean, right after the Olympics, I was like, 2024, three years. That's nothing. You know, I've just spent 10 years playing this game. What's three? And like, my fiance calls me and he's just like, I'll support you. I'll do whatever you need if you want to make that 2024 Olympic team. And that was really special. But uh, I'm not 100% sure. I, Here's a sevens world cup, a rugby sevens world cup every four years as well. And the last one was in San Francisco in 2018 and we finished fourth then, but the next one is in next September, 2022 in South Africa. And so right now that's my goal is to compete in that. And it's the exact same style as the Olympics. It's just the world cup similar to soccer where they have both. And so That's, that's my primary focus, you know, getting back into rugby, making sure I'm enjoying it. And it's not strictly a job because I think once, once it turns into just work then, and you, you've lost that passion, then I'm not sure that I'm in the right place. So I want to make sure that it's where I want to be and that I'm benefiting and I'm contributing to the team. And that's, that's the focus right now.
3: Okay, fair enough. Um, as we uh, wrap up and, and run out of time, um, I guess a, a couple big picture questions. Um, if you could go back to your, your you know, whatever age you, you choose, uh, maybe your basketball playing days, you know, maybe when you're 10 and your brother hit you in the face, uh, <laughs> what, what advice would you, would you give yourself?
1: For me, just writing your own path, that's some, that's a piece of advice I got a few years ago, and it's been instrumental in my development as an athlete since hearing that because you're always going to face obstacles. Someone will always tell you no, or you're not good enough, but just backing yourself and believing in yourself. And if it's something that you want to do, then Go after it, and you may fall short. Right? It's it's life. We we just fell short, but no one can decide what your path is except you.
3: That's an awesome sentiment. We all gotta we all gotta remember. Um, uh, similar, but but maybe a little different. A, a question that I stole from Tim Ferriss: uh, If you had to get one message out to uh, everybody on a metaphorical billboard or you know on this uh, episode that you know hundreds of thousands of people could listen to um, what what would that message be and you can say the same one, but,
1: you know. <laughs> Oh, on the spot I think one that I've learned to love is yes you can because we have so many thoughts every single day like can i do that should i do that am i strong enough am i capable and it's like you are right like you're you're good enough and yes you might be scared and fearful but just go do it just give it a try whatever it is and obviously you can take that into some negative context, but please don't. Um, but I, I think that's important because I was scared to try rugby and then someone was like, you can do it. Right. Like, and then I could. So I think that's a, that's one that I've found really helpful in my life as well, even outside of sport, like whatever it is applying for a job or trying a plant-based lifestyle. That's
3: awesome. Um I think that that will do it. Uh, We've covered everything from your dental hygiene uh, (laughs) to uh, to the roller coaster in the Olympics. Um, Is there a place that you like to connect with people or where they can find more uh, out about you, Instagram, YouTube, your, your website, obviously?
1: Instagram is my go-to platform it's at a town one zero two two which is a nickname I got in college um a town down and I was down to try rugby so I just like to say that's what it was for but uh, use your imagination but I've <laughs> I've stuck with it through the years and so Instagram love to connect with everyone
3: awesome and, uh, we didn't touch on so many topics like your Pilates, uh, um, but we'll have to have you back. And, and, uh, you know, we also didn't touch on your favorite breakfast, which I know you're as passionate about as I look back to your Instagram <laughs> as dental hygiene, but, uh, Abby, thank you so much for, for blazing a trail as a professional plant-based athlete. And, uh, um, we'll have to do a round two, cause we just scratched the surface and, got the whole biography and a little bit of the download after after the Olympics. But there's so much more we can learn from you. So thanks for making the time.
1: No problem. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it. Enjoyed the chat.